2: December 28th will mark the 25th anniversary of Starcade 97, the culmination of a year-long build where Sting would finally step back in the ring to face Hollywood Hulk Hogan for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. The stage was set for a main event to become immortalized in wrestling history, and it did, but for all the wrong reasons. And for the first time in over 20 years, on that 25th anniversary, Eric Bischoff and Nick Patrick will reunite to watch back and discuss what really happened that night at the MCI Center in Washington, D.C., hosted by Conrad Thompson, a topic that led to one of the most heated exchanges in the history of 83
3: weeks. And now you're going to act like it's ludicrous that we might think that that's what happened here when you managed to f- up the single biggest moment in the history of wrestling, and now, 20 years later, you get on here and lie through your f***ing teeth and say it's because he wasn't taken.
4: I'm not lying too much, teeth.
3: You, I'm finish
2: just-
4: over a tan. Is this real?
2: Ad-free shows presents a premium watch-along event, The Fast Count, with Eric Bischoff and Nick Patrick. December 28th, 10 p.m. Eastern, immediately following AEW Dynamite. All $29 level members and higher are invited to join, and Top Guy members will be able to ask Eric and Nick questions about this controversial night in wrestling. No spray tan necessary. Sign up today and reserve your spot at AdFreeShows.com.
5: Symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.
1: We are broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hello, and welcome to Arn. This is the Christmas Eve edition. This is Paul Bromwell, and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster, and the man who has started 15-plus War Games matches. He's the Enforcer. He's A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, Merry Christmas to you and all our listeners. How are you this week?
3: Merry Christmas to you and your family and all our listeners as well. Uh, I love this time of year, man. It's family and just cold weather and just all the lights, I just love it.
1: It is such a, just a warm, it's funny, it's cold weather, but it's so warm internally, what I mean, time of the year. When you think about family, tradition, being around each other, Uh, whatever the case may be, whatever it means to you and your family, man, it's just, it's a great time. Even, you know, as I talk about, as our listeners listening in now, as you celebrate Christmas with your families, I hope, and we hope that you're just having such a great time and enjoy this time of the year aren't speaking of being warm while we stay inside during this cool season, cool time of the year. You look like you're doing, uh, you're a little toasty over there. What do you have on? What do you got on over there? Do
3: you recognize this?
1: Oh, heck yeah. That four horseman logo, baby.
3: Now, back in the day of the four horseman vitamins, the four horseman poster, these were the first shirts that they put out. Okay. And, uh, gray one, white one, black one, just like this one were, uh. Some of the first merch that they put out on us, and, man, I wanted to get it back out there for all the people that remembered and wanted one and asked about it. Well, we're getting it out there to you, folks. Uh, hats are available. These are available. Uh, it's uh, And, man, it's, it's comfortable.
1: It's nice. And that's, uh, that's not even a shirt. That's the crew neck sweatshirt. So you're staying nice and warm. That's a long sleeve, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's not even a hoodie. I mean, if you yeah, like that's hoodies, that, that are great. These are just great for a gym shirt, great for beating around with a ball, whatever, you know, whatever the deal is, these are.
1: We got the hoodies, oh, too, over there, too, by the way. The hoodies and the crewnecks. But Arne, if you're watching on YouTube, he has got he looks nice and warm in that nice crewneck sweatshirt. And you said there's a white one, a gray one, and a black one. And I just thought, man, I got to get my hands on one of those. I'm up here doing it in a T-shirt, and I'm cold, man, in my office. So I'm going to have to get me some.
3: You're just trying to show those pipes off. I don't oh, there ain't no
1: pipes. These things are pipe cleaners, if that. So, uh, I- yeah. I don't look like you, man. I didn't used to be a power lifter like, uh, like uh, good old Orange. The
3: word used to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. So well, listen, Christmas
3: Eve. All right, man. It's I'm good excited. to see you, brother. It's good to see you. You too.
1: Let's uh, let's get this one in the can and have some fun with it, and then we can go celebrate and enjoy some time with our families. Uh, before we jump into today's show, we want to remind all our audience that Arn Anderson, My Life as Wrestling's Enforcer, is fully funded, buddy. Your fans contribute over $27,000 for the project. And uh, as we said last week, the anticipation of, of the release date is May of 23. Keep an eye on our socials. We're going to update you on all things Enforcer and go to ArnLinks.com. Uh, as well, you can, you know, access all our past episodes, merch and so much more, but man, Arn, I personally can't wait for the release of your graphic novel. Uh, the pages I've seen are fantastic and without question, uh, to quote angry Anthony Schiavone, uh, Dirk Manning and his team have just done a stellar job.
3: Yes, I have. And thank you to those guys. Appreciate it. Thanks to all the fans who got in on the Kickstarter. It's a. Uh, you know, as it gets closer and closer, I get a little more excited. I, you know, can't wait to see it myself. It's, uh, it's uh, something I never thought I'd do, but glad I did.
1: Ah, so good, man. Can't wait for it. And uh, listen, we got people that are just, you know, really excited about it. We have a few ad free show folks that have given to the level where their names and uh, maybe their likeness is going to pop up in it. So it's really exciting. Uh, so check it out, arncomic.com. Uh, but let's jump into it. Last week, we talked all things January 1991. This week, we're moving into February 1991. Uh, but before we go there, let's talk about last week a little bit because Ric Flair regained that world championship title back from sting uh the horseman took on that harder edge those black and white promos you guys are in the junkyard you're down in atlanta uh you know looking all badass as only you and barry can and then wcw announced that the main event of russell war it's going to be sting pillman and the steiners taking on the horsemen in the war games match Man, this is going to be a lot of fun, but before we get to war games in Phoenix, I want to begin this week's coverage of February 91 by discussing the return of the three-time NWA world champion, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, He is now the head booker in WCW, Arn, And uh, as our listeners might remember, the dream left WCW shortly after the Turner buyout when he proceeded with an angle involving the road warriors that ended with dusty bleeding on world championship wrestling. Remember that was when, when animal was driving that spike into his eye Uh, prior to this, Turner had mandated the blood band and, uh, dusty's fired as a result. He arrives in WWF in may of 1989. Uh, but prior to the Royal rumble, dusty had been offered the head booking position, something that has been discussed by both J R and Tony Schiavone on their podcast, Tony even went as far as to say he knew Dusty was back because he was looking over the booking sheets and he could recognize Dusty's handwriting. Uh, but following his termination, Jim Hurd took control of the company, and eventually he would land it on Oli to book. <sighs> but I guess following the disaster that was the Black Scorpion, Oli was removed from the position. Once Dusty, uh, then Dusty accepted the position back. Arn, oh, and that's a lot of information I covered there. But I think it's an important to remind our audience just how Dusty Rhodes came back to this booking position. And now I'm going to ask you, when did you know that Dusty was returning to WCW and would head up creative again?
3: Kind of like everybody else. It was just came as an announcement. Really? Um, I knew Ole was not going to last. He wasn't going to butt heads with Jim heard, you know, Ole had too much money and too many kids. Uh, he wasn't going to hang around and, you know, go through that aggravation. But, you know, I was excited when Dusty came back. Um, just because I was familiar with his book install and install process and all that, and, and I liked him personally. Um, it just all kind of happened, bang, 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 though, didn't it? And it was pretty quickly
1: it did, and you know, you talk about Dusty. We know your admiration, respect for him. I mean, he's the guy that really helped give you your first break, as far as uh, you know, in wrestling. And now he's back in power, so I, you got to feel like a lot of guys are excited to see Dusty come back in.
3: Yeah, yeah, no joke. And you know, I think it worked. Didn't work out badly if I've got my timing right. I, I think I'd lost the TV title to um, Tom Zink. You did. And he had it for a week or two, and Dusty came in and booked me
1: for the TV title. <laughs> we're going to watch it this month, pal. We have that clip. For so. Tom.
3: So we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it when we get to it.
1: Oh, yeah. So there it is. So uh, so on screen, though, we're also going to see Dusty and hear him a lot because you're going to see him on a lot of these clips. Uh, he's the broadcast partner uh, of JR. So not only does it come back as head booker, but uh, he's also going to do commentary um as a wrestler Arn who relies on these two men to paint the picture of what's happening in the ring to tell the story in the most accurate way, what did you think of the Dusty and JR pairing?
3: Um to a Dusty you never know what you're going to get. You know JR, JR is going to cover everything, right? Yeah. You know JR is going to stay for the most part play the straight man and give you the facts and figures and all that. It, it was one of those that wait and see, but I had high hopes for it. Dusty, you never knew what he was going to say. That's for sure. Last week, we had the clip of him saying, put your wife in a front face lock and lean on her. That's <laughs> that's not everyday jargon for most broadcasters, is it?
1: No, no, it's not. But, man, it's entertaining as hell. I liked it. Yeah, it, it popped you. So, you know, it was well, popping us my, at home.
3: Uh, in my house, it wouldn't have flew. Aaron would have just backdrop me off the front face locks.
1: So. <laughs> oh, so good. Arn, many Americans choose to use nicotine, but like delivering believable commentary and captivating the television audience, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. If you're one of the millions of adults who use nicotine, you know that not all products are the same, and there's one new product that stands above the rest. Lucy Breakers are the only nicotine patch that gives you a blast of flavor from the first moment to the last. Each pouch contains a capsule that you'll break open to release a rush of flavor flavors that doesn't fade away like those other pouches. You know, the ones that rhyme with thin, they come in so many flavors. You get mint, you get berry citrus, you get mango, even espresso for all you coffee lovers. And you don't have to go to the gas station or corner store to get them. Nope. You can just order online and they'll be shipped straight to your door. Every order gets free shipping. Free is fantastic. Plus if you subscribe, you'll save 15% and never run out. So Whether you're using nicotine while working, creating, or playing, Lucy Breakers are the intelligent choice. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. You get $10 off your first order when you use our promo code ARN at checkout and shipping is always free. That's Lucy, L-U-C-Y dot C-O. Very simple and promo code ARN to receive $10 off and free shipping. Visit lucy.co for more details. And we thank Lucy for sponsoring the podcast. And here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So Aaron, the return of the American dream just feels right because Dusty had been so instrumental to the success of Jim Crocker Promotions. What else is something that just feels right is our man, the enforcer, holding the television title. Buddy, we just talked about it. And in December, you lost the television title to Tom Zink. Zink would not hold that title for long, as you just said, losing that title back to you in a match taped in January for the February 2nd edition of World Championship Wrestling. Dusty was busy as soon as he he got back, and he said, Arn, you're going to put that television title back around your waist, and we're going to see how you regained it. This is the February 2nd edition, 1991. Let's take a look at it.
6: He might have the fans behind him, Tony, but this is a championship match, and this is like the NFL. The teams that have been there before, they're confident. If the match gets stronger, Anderson's going to get
5: confident. All right, let's see what happens. It certainly wasn't a big show of confidence from Arn Anderson to begin with, and Anderson shoots him on the outside. Well, Z-Man landed on his feet. Gonna take him out there with it.
6: For sure, Arne Anderson. Oh, no. That
3: would hurt
5: your knees. Yeah, that's painful, and you can see that Arn Anderson's in a lot of pain. But the Z-man's letting him get up. Waiting on him. Side headlock takedown, and he goes right to the mat. On Anderson grabs a handful of trucks, and Kevin... You- well, a second time now, you said once before, if he wrestles him on the mat, he's
6: pressing right into his arms here. He certainly is, Tony. It's like trying to pass defense in Joe Montana's territory. It's very hard to defend against Joe Montana's passes. This is what Z-Man needs to do, is get up off the mat. Z-Man, you need to get up off the mat. You need to give him a tackle. You need to give him a drive kick. You need to give him flying hitches. You don't want to fall on this guy's back yet.
5: And after that show of force, I guess is the best way to put it, on the outside, with Arne Anderson, the legs wrapped around the ring. Z-Man is taking him right down to the mat. Now, Anderson, back up, drops down, and
6: measures him for a forearm right to the midsection. You know, t- Tony, I saw a match last here, last week here on your program, where Arne Anderson was against beautiful Bobby. And as the match got deeper into the match, Arne Anderson got stronger. Right? Watch out! We got a figure-four leg lock! Come on, quick! And it could be the end of it. One, two, and a two-cap! Very close. This is the first time we've had anything really close, Tony. Iron needs to get to the ropes desperately, and the looks like he's good. It was really
5: close, and Anderson finds his escape into the ropes for the Z-Man staying on him now. Great move. That's what he should have been doing five minutes ago. Drop kick.
6: Anderson kicks away. With the Z-Man staying right there, rolls him up. He's on the mat with him. Two count, but he still now the we're pressure on. S- now we're seeing why the Z-Man has been the champion, is the champion. Line body press. Oh, Anderson. Wait a second. Wait a second, I never saw it. What happened? He
0: pinned me. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the winner, a new world television champion, I can't champion,
6: believe it! Arn Anderson! Hey, I thought
4: they were tied up in the ropes that time,
5: but the count
1: went. Arn, there it is. The belt is back around your waist. And that was Kevin Sullivan and Tony on the call for that one. Uh, but man, it's back home with you. How did you feel carrying the TV title one more time? Great.
3: Felt most comfortable in that role to be honest with you Um, uh, Tom was a you look at him he was your incredible prototype for a baby face good good body good-looking guy good gear young skills baby face skills he uh, you know but that title was made for a heel because again remember the rules you you know, I don't have to beat them. They got to beat me and they got to do it within the time limit. If we go through the time limit, it's not a draw. It's a victory for me. So it was tailor-made for a guy like me and a, a heel that knew how to manipulate the clock and manipulate his opponent and
1: felt like I was back home. That, that, and that's exactly where I was going with the question. Just curious as to why you think Zink only held it for such a short time. But to your point, hey – It's tailor made for a heel. And, uh, and so that's, that's why in your mind, it made a lot of sense to, to bring it back home. Uh, so there you go. But man, he was very capable worker and we saw all of his ability here, whether it was the brawl on the outside, he could, you know, technical wrestling was a strength from as well, high flying and, uh, and just great all around performer at the time. Z man. Yes, he was. In the words of Tony Schiavone, Z-Man was a damn good looking man. And he was the body, the hair, the teeth, and tan paired with his athletic ability and confidence made Z-Man the perfect candidate to take the championship from our man, the enforcer, Arn Anderson. And men, if you have lost the confidence of the Z-Man when it comes to the bedroom, do we have a partner for you that will help you reclaim your championship? And that's our longest tenured sponsor, our friends at Blue Chew. Isn't that right, Arn?
3: Well, you take a guy looks like that and arm him with Blue Chew, too. Oh, my God. He could run for president, couldn't he? He
1: could. He, he might be too busy in the bedroom to do anything else.
3: Well, and, and a line out the door for who's next.
1: Yeah, I mean, my God, that guy. He'd be the uh, most popular guy around. But listen, you can be, too, with your lady or significant partner because Blue Chew is an online prescription service That is ready to take care of you and make sure that you're prepared when the time is right. There's no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. You know, we've talked about it on the show before. So get on over to BlueChew.com. What are you waiting for? They'll have one of their licensed medical providers ask you a few questions. Once you're approved, you're going to get the prescription within days. And if you don't want to swallow pills, no big deal. They have chewable tablets. And my goodness, you're going to be ready to go. I'm talking about no more performance anxiety issues. It doesn't matter if you have a medical condition. Blue Chew is there to help you with all of that and give you the confidence that you need. So check it out. You can try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code ARN to receive your first month free free. Go to bluechew.com for more details and safety info and arn. You and I are both big believers in this product.
3: Brother, it is the go-to when you need it.
1: Well said, my friend. As we've discussed while you're wrestling for the TV title, you and Barry are still feuding with Doom. I mean, that's not that's not done. And you guys have been feuding since Starcade, always coming up short against them in tag team title matches. But on the February 2nd episode of NWA pro you and Barry were wrestling Ricky Morton and wildfire, Tommy rich. When Teddy long comes down to the ring to confront you. And as you might imagine, you did not take too kindly to that player. And in our second clip of the week, let's find out what happened when the Godfather of wrestling stuck his nose in the business of the horseman. Here we go. February 2nd, 1991 NWA pro Horsemen,
5: What a battle. This is this, wait a minute. Teddy Long, you, you see him, the Godfather. DDT on the inside, but Teddy Long is in Arn Anderson's face, so to speak, on the outside.
4: What is he doing here? I don't know what he's doing there. Barry, Barry Windham should be hooking the
5: man after that DDT. The animosity, which is built up now, he grabs Teddy Long. Here's Ron oh. Simmons. He turned Teddy Long around, and here comes oh. Rod Simmons out of nowhere. And Ron Simmons and Arn. Anderson on the outside. The match is still going on on the inside. Well, what is going on on the inside? You know what I mean? No, now we have the horsemen outside against Rod Simmons who's taking care of business, at least attempting to. Oh, no. Oh, my. oh no. Right to the head with a bell. Now look at Randy Anderson counting the horsemen who are on the outside. And there's a chair to the head of Rod Simmons. I think they've called for the bell. There it is we need some sort of announcement here apparently the horsemen are going to be counted out the winners of the match count out wildfire Tommy rich and ricky morta there it is teddy long and Ron simmons getting involved with barry windham and Arn anderson you, you you'd, you'd think they'd throw the whole match out right here you know, Teddy long showing up i don't understand this whatsoever deliberately threw Arn anderson off the track What a wild match we've seen here on Channel Nine! The Horseman and Doom is still an explosive situation.
1: Man, I guess it's easy for Teddy Long to be jumping around in people's faces when you got a guy like Ron Simmons backing you up, huh?
3: (laughs) I'm asking, where was Butch? He he was nowhere to be found. That Exactly, that's my question.
1: Yeah, nowhere to be found was Butch Reed. So I don't know what was going on there, but Ron Simmons was down there kicking. And then you had Barry smashing Simmons with the chair. I couldn't believe that chair shot. Did you see that? Yeah,
3: I, I mean, I'm very confused. Yeah. Could this be that next week it'll be where was Butch?
1: Yeah, it could be. But listen, remember, this whole thing's going on where it eventually is going to lead their, to their split. The
3: split's coming yeah. up, so I'm wondering yeah. if this is just like a a piece that will get down the road and then you go back to and go, oh, I get it now. I see where Butch was.
1: Are, are, do you think, too, that the timing was right, though, for Ron and Butch to split up like it was time for Ron to, to be on his own, or would you have liked to see Doom continue on as a tag team?
3: Oh, they were a great team, but I think Ron deserved the push that he got. I'm glad he was, you know, his career evolved like it did. He's Besides being just a great human being, he's just man. He's an all-around horse, and uh, I'm glad that he got that that first push. He would, you know, go on to become, you know, the first black world heavyweight champion. Yes. Correct. Yes, sir. That's and well deserved. Well deserved, and he represented the company in a, such a favorable light once he got there. So
1: we got Doom from October of 1989 to february of 1991 so uh just about a year and what's that four 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 months or so uh of doom but man they were a tag team that if if for a fan of those era if we were all if you were alive watching wrestling you'll never forget doom they were just a great tag team and so well put together and had some great matches uh with so many tag teams but uh yeah october 89 to february 1991
3: and Teddy complimented them. Yes. You know, the little little smart ass is easy to be a tough, tough guy when you got those two guys backing you up, right?
1: Yep. And I love the music too. They had really cool music, which I thought oh, yeah. as well. Big time. Yep. Well, listen, on the way to Wrestle War, the Horsemen wrestled in an enhancement match on the February 23rd episode of NWA Pro, Sid, Barry, and Flair. With you on the outside, made short work of their opponents on the way to the Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix. In our third clip of the week, let's watch the finish to this one.
4: I think these guys are getting lessons from Kirk Douglas and Mel playing Forget about flying. What goes up has to come down.
5: Keith Hart, maybe out on his feet right here. Wyndham sends him in, gets his momentum the other way, and a forearm right on top of the head. As Arn Anderson remains down on the side, the Hushman at their best, or their worst, depending on your perspective. I tell you, get in the ring with the horseman, Tony, you got to prepare to come out of that ring looking like Jack Brickhouse, sort of wearing that cadaver look. Oh, for crying out loud, Larry, now the pickup. Boom! Oh. And the power bomb. <laughs> the winners of the are for horsemen, Barry Wendell, Arn Anderson. And they're still not the done way. with them. The Up and down! Another power bomb on Mags. Goodbye. He's gonna send Nelson down. He's not finished. And I tell you, I think the Horsemen are ready for Wrestle Wars, Tony. I'm betting on those men right there. It's surrender or submit. The Geek Doctors are in. The geek doctors. They, they are, are geek the doctors, been, look, look at Arn Anderson, you think a medical attendant would allow Arn Anderson to take his stethoscope? Well, you
4: notice what Arn Anderson standing out
5: there singing the Giants and not have the touch to run down and interfere, that's oh, for sure. All right, the horsemen preparing for war games, the match beyond as part of Wrestle War tomorrow night. Call your local cable system and order.
1: Dude, uh, Sid's delivering a powerbomb symphony way before Wardlow <laughs> was doing them. You know what I mean? Yes, sir.
3: Uh, and let me tell you, at one point I had to be at least half tough. Cause did you see those pants I had on? Yes, the Zubaz. Were they with the Zubaz pants? Oh, yeah, you bet. Man, you had to be tough to get away with wearing those damn things. They were Rock-
1: ugly, ugly. Yeah, okay, so you're rocking Zubaz pants, no shirt, no top. A ball cap and a stethoscope. I, I, it was a cool look. I mean, I could see you. You know, Aaron must have really been a big fan of that look back then.
3: I'm pretty sure if t- in today's world, if you pulled a man off a of gurney who was being attended to with medical folks and beat him up, you might go to prison.
1: That's a good point. Good point. But, you know, back then it's wrestling and we all believe, I mean, you know, that's that's the way it was going back then. So, And you did it in style, Lauren, with those pants and that hat. Definitely. It, it was, definitely. We're going to have to get those pants on, uh, on box of gimmicks. You know, that <laughs> little horseman logo on the pocket.
3: I don't know if those
1: are still in style. Probably they won't sell, but it'll be for, it'll be fun to say that we have them for sale. Cause I mean, <laughs> it, it was your look. It put them on the shelf with the horseman vitamins. Yeah. There you go. Well, listen, along with the NWA pro show, the horsemen appear again on the 23rd episode of world championship wrestling in another enhancement match. You guys are just destroying these enhancement talents. Uh, we do have the finish of this one and the subsequent promo. And so we're going to take a look at this one. Cause man, I, you're a fire on the promo. So we got to check it out. Here we go. Fourth clip of the week of five. We have one more after this. This is February 23rd, 1991. Power bomb.
5: Tremendous force to the power bomb from Big Sid Vicious. Just puts the hand across the chip. Well, horsemen are the winners, but they are not finished yet as they still go at it in the ring. Vicious again. Lifts up Isley, powerbombs him to the mat. He's gonna powerbomb them all. One, two, three, and he's gonna roll them out onto the stretcher again. He wants all four of them to be carried out of the arena onto the stretcher, Vicious Powerbombs, Tommy Angel. <laughs> all four of them in Powerbomb by Big Sid Vicious as the Horsemen are ready for tomorrow and tomorrow night in Phoenix as they meet Steiners, Flyin' Brian and Sting.
4: Tomorrow night Sting, Flyin' Brian and the Steiner brothers will enter the war games against all four Horsemen and there's only one bottom line to this. It's submission or surrender, Nature Boy Ric Flair. It's bleed, sweat, and pay the price of a wrestling lifetime. Scars, scars, blood and gut scars. We have all been in the war games. We have all survived. And you know what? We are all champions of the world tomorrow night we find out if they can want the aisle Woo. if what I'm saying is correct as you load up your sarsaparilla with one of those little umbrellas laying in the sun we're loading our warhead with chemical weapons you see we've been there gentlemen we're gonna make the American Red Cross of Fortune 500 company. Don't make the one fatal mistake as you get your last workout in and lay in that sun basking those bodies in these violent trying times. Don't go off and leave your back door open. Don't go off and leave your back door open. What does that mean? You, You have a lot.
1: Oh my goodness! So here we go. We're gonna make the American Red Cross a Fortune five hundred company. That's got to be the line of the show, man.
3: That could be the line of the century.
1: That's that's fantastic. I mean, where you where did you come up with it? I mean, come brilliant. on, man. brilliant, brilliant. The brilliance oh, yeah. of Arn Anderson. Every week you brought it home, buddy, and that go-home line set the tone for a War Games match the following evening. And how about the presentation of Sid Vicious in this one? He certainly looked much more like a killer here, finally, than he did when Ole introduced him in the tuxedo.
3: It should have been that way the first day he walked in the door. Nobody, I mean, he looked better than everybody. He could pull off that damn crazy thing that he did. And yes.
1: Psycho, said. Yeah.
3: Yes, yes. For I mean, from day one, he should have been pushed like that.
1: I, I, it popped me a little bit when I just saw him powerbombing people, and they just kept dumping people on the on the gurney, and they were just piling them on top of each other. <laughs>
3: Something tells me those were not legal, no. <laughs> legal, no. legal health. Whatever yeah, EMTs. Called. Those yeah, EMT
1: guys, yeah. they were like two guys that just got done pushing a broom. And then they were like, here's some smocks. Non-health professionals. Here now, and fishing. they just ran out and they were just piling wrestlers like ass to face <laughs> all on that thing and rolling them out. It was something to behold. For those of you that aren't watching it on YouTube, get to YouTube. Subscribe, by the way. But you got to check that out because that was just comedy. Uh, well, listen, Sid Vicious claimed to be the man who ruled the world. The credibility of that statement began with Sid's incredible look. The man never met a gym that he didn't like, and clearly he ate clean so that he could get the best nutrition possible. And if you're like our man Sid and care about your look and overall health, might we suggest that you consider one of our oldest and longest partners, Athletic Greens? Arn, just one scoop. We've talked about it. 75, count High-quality vitamins and minerals I'm talking about gut health, sleeping better, focusing a lot more. What's not to like, man. This is a home run brother.
3: You know, they all got together in some laboratory and said, let's pile all the stuff into one group that'll make you healthier, feel better, look better, everything. And they came up with a formula, obviously. Cause he did works.
1: It sure does. And I'm talking better sleep quality, better recovery for all the hard work you're doing in the gym. It costs less than $3 a day. It's completely worth the investment and it's received 7,000 five-star reviews. So just let's do it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Arn again, Athletic Greens, all one forward slash Arn, and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Well, Arn, we are here. The return of the war games, the creation of the American dream, Dusty Roads. Russell War 1991 took place at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix, Arizona. 6,800 fans attended the event with 4,300 paid for a $53,000 live gate in between 140,000 and 170,000 homes. Watch this event on pay-per-view, earning WCW between a $1.1 and $1.4 million gross for the event. Prior to the main event, the Freebirds defeated Doom for the World Tag Titles, and Doom splits up after the match with Simmons turning babyface. In addition, this event featured Vader versus Stan the Lariat Hansen a match that ended in double DQ. So let's stop there. It's now officially over doom here at this pay-per-view have split and are moving on and, uh, and the free birds are now the tag champs. So what do you think about that ending? Does that sound, sound good? Good booking to you. Sound well, like a good,
3: I know how it turned out. So it worked out for everybody. The first thing I would say is, okay, what do you do with Butch now? Yes. That would be, that would be my first inclination. Uh, I'm assuming the free birds would be Hayes and uh, Jimmy Garvin, Jimmy
1: jam Garvin. You got it. So that's a pretty safe
3: bet to go with those guys.
1: Talk about a violent event. You move on from there to Vader and Stan Hansen before you get the war games. Talk about two guys that are going to beat the ever living shit out of each other.
3: Brother. Are we going to see some of that?
1: We don't, we don't have that. We have the match for the war games match. We don't have Hansen Vader, but man, sometime let's go back in time. Maybe, a, yeah, maybe like a bonus show or something. We'll have to do yeah, that. Yeah,
3: let's watch that. I think okay. Have you seen that match?
1: I've seen it, but it's been a while.
3: Ooh, I've okay. seen it.
1: Yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to do that. And, uh, cause you can't get enough of Vader. And uh, I know our research guy is a massive Vader fan, so we'll have fun with that one. Uh, but let's get to the war games match. It's the four on four affair. And you, like I said, you got Sting, Pillman, and the Steiners again, four Fantastic performers against Flair, Wyndham, Sid, and Larry Zbyszko, who substituted for you. Wonder why. Here we go. You aren't in the match, and you've been off the house shows leading up to this. If memory serves me correctly, you were out with an injury, and that's what would lead to Larry subbing for you at Wrestle War uh, All the way up to the pay-per-view, you were advertised for the event Arn, do you think that the company should have advertised a replacement leading up to the event considering you were the featured attraction of the pay-per-view?
3: Always you should give the opportunity to the fans to, if they that's not what they want to see. If there's a big substitution, they should have the option of getting their money back, I would think.
1: Mm. Especially for Arn Anderson. I mean, my goodness. That's pretty, pretty big. Yeah, that's a in that's big thing. In war games, especially. In War Games, all the promos that you and I have watched the last two weeks to try to build to this, the edge of the horseman, you're delivering a lot of those lines, man. You're kind of the face of what's going on here. And to to not have you a part of it, it's a pretty big deal. Especially when you're bringing in Larry Sabisco to replace you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, Uh, come on.
3: Oh, Arn, War Games is your cup of tea. Why me? (laughs) My God. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, so here we go. The night before the pay-per-view, the horseman attacked Flying Brian, injuring his shoulder. So for those of you that are just starting to think back to this event, this is going to start warming up uh, your memories to what happened here. Even so, Pillman jumped in the cage and started the match with Barry Windham. So again, this is a very rare war game where so Arn's not kicking it off. Windham and Pillman went back and forth the first period, with Pillman owning most of the action. Pillman even bloodied up Windham before the horsemen took the two-on-one advantage after winning the coin toss. Even though uh, JJ was not on the outside, uh, Flair and Wyndham beat on Pillman's shoulder until Sting came in. Balls to the wall. Sting and Flair would end the period by putting Flair and Wyndham in tandem figure fours. Larry would be the third man. Larry would be the third man giving the horsemen's team the advantage for this period. Rick Steiner evened the matchup, and not to be outdone, Flair began bleeding after Steiner raked his face all over the cage. Talk about that. When you saw someone grab someone's head and just go back and forth on that cage, buddy, that never looked like it felt good. It looked like a cheese grater. I mean, talk about, I mean, you've, you've had that uh, happen to you.
3: Well, yeah, it, should, it would look like one because that's exactly what it is. Mm. You know, those cage got rough edges to them, you know, and you got a guy that's, really strong behind you got you jammed into that cage, it'll just peel the top layer of skin right off your head. I mean it's it's there's nothing fun about war games. One thing I should point out before we go any further though, did you notice anything about the number of guys on each side?
1: It's four versus four, not five versus five. Yeah. So that's interesting. As uh you're going through this, you're right.
3: Which shortens the you know, for the guy that starts, it shortens the length of match for him. Yeah. So it's, it's not quite a pure war games.
1: It's not an Arn Anderson style. No. Start the match. war no, games. just i to point that out. I love it. That's why we're doing this. Sid vicious was the cleanup man for the horseman, but neither side really glint gained the clear advantage. Rick Steiner ran Larry into the cage multiple times and sting and vicious paired off inside the cage. Scotty Steiner is the last man in and comes in suplexing everyone out of their boots. Sting's team takes the advantage and begins working for submissions. Sid paired off with uh, pillman targeting his shoulder by ramming it into the turnbuckle and the cage vicious also removed the medical tape on the shoulder. After turning the tide Sting's entire team put the horsemen in figure fours. The horsemen escaped the submissions, and that is where we're going to pick up the action on. In our last clip of the week, we had the closing minutes of the War Games match. Are you ready for this? You bet. All right, here we go. From February 24th, 1991, it's Wrestle War. Clip five this week, the War Games match. Here we go.
0: A minor injury compared to what we've seen thus far. And Vicious again having Pillman right by the hair. And now the horseman trying to double team Pillman who fights back. Pillman Look at, him. Look at, him, at, the at him, him. Whoa. He won't stop. He's throwing him. Ball flare. Yeah. Whoa. Knocked, Pillman choking Flair. Wayner knocks the Rick Steiner down. The Fisco hammering Sting. Here comes Scott, Scott The people of Phoenix, Arizona, they're trying to DDT, but Barry Windham blocked it. Sid didn't Man, you talk about fatigue. We talked about fatigue earlier. I mean, it's set in here, brother. That's pain, blue, and agony going on. Rick Stein on the right hand on Barry Windham. There you see Rick Flair and Sid Vicious double teaming. Flying Brian, Brian Pillman, the kid from Cincinnati. I'll tell you what, Big Sid's got a hold of uh, Big Brian here, like you he said. I don't know what he's going for. Into the top of the cage. Into oh! the top of the cage. Into <laughs> the top of the cage here. Look at this. Gimbal, look over here. Vicious. Right. Oh, 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 my goodness. Right on that shoulder. Right on I mean, that he's shoulder. He's, he's out, out of- baby. He's out. He's out on his feet right over here. Not again. Not again, Jimbo. No, not, not again. Not again. Not again. No. Oh. Look at, Look at the face of Sid Vicious Vicious it Brian Bryant is unconscious Arn <laughs> is asking You can't ask him He's asking Who's oh, it. oh, he coming Hey this is his little buddy in here brother Look he ripped the door of the cage off. My Holy Coming over the top Referee Nick Patrick is in there What's he doing What's he saying Gabon Pelman can't, he's, Pillman is unconscious. He can't defend he's himself. Ca- he's calling this thing. The referee's gonna call it. The referee's gonna call it. He's calling this thing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen,
5: referee Nick Patrick has declared the match over because Lion Brand cannot
0: continue. The winner's Ric Flair. Terry Windham. Okay Larry Zabisco, Sid Vicious. this is terrible this kid with so much fight so much heart his big buddy the giant seven seven came out nick patrick the head referee where is, is he left was he we're gonna take another a, look at it here jimbo we need to take a look here boy we see the situation right here we're getting ready to hook it up right here this power bomb right here i want you to take a close look here my friend right on his head right the back of his neck from that moment on this man was out. I know the heart. I know the fighting spirit. But he was out. And the, But Vicious was not through. The monster, 6'9", 330. Did it one more time. And Eligante he says, it, man. please stop this I'll match. My buddy can't continue. Pillman is unconscious. He might have saved this guy's career right there. I don't, fans I know we don't, there's a lot of, it's chaos down here to say the least. I'm not sure how much time we have left on our broadcast. You stopped the match. Yes, I, did. I think it was very apparent that uh, Brian Pillman was unconscious, he was unable to speak for himself. And I know these war games are a very, very dangerous type of match and I'm not gonna be responsible for the injury of one of these men that's going to end one of their careers. I'm not going to be responsible for that. Brian Pillman was unconscious. I did stop the match. That's my decision, and I don't regret that decision. All right, Nick Patrick, thanks very much.
1: Wow. All right, let's 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 get into this a little bit here because uh, there's a lot of meat on the bone here, Double A. Meltzer called this match one of the best war games he had ever seen. The fans of the Wrestling Observer agree, voting this one the match of the night. This is the only war game that the horsemen ever won, and they did it without Uarn, which I don't like. But that first power bomb by Sid, I mean, that looked like it could shorten a career, man. And the second looked equally as bad because Pillman looked like he was unconscious. I mean. What, you could have
3: probably thing? just went with the first one because it was a screw up. Brian, you know, the cage was sagging. His feet got hung. Yes. So he did go on his head.
1: It was the roof because it was legitimate. Yeah,
3: you know he did go on his head. So, with his legs way up here, I would have just said, "Stay down and go with that one." I mean, you didn't—you didn't need a second one. He looked unconscious from the first one.
1: Do you remember? Was that the way though? The match was supposed to end. I don't know. Or was that an audible? Okay.
3: I don't know, but you know the giant coming down and walking out there with Pillman in his arms—that's the most disturbing kayfabe relationship i've ever imagined if that's what that
1: was (laughs) Uh, yeah really i mean but it looked like it it was one of those moments oh (laughs) it was one of those moments that even you know as wrestling fans were kind of like did they call an audible back then because pillman was literally knocked out was it supposed to end that way was it supposed to end differently like because literally that looked very dangerous
3: well if you you know i know it's wrestling and it is, and we have to take some liberties. But when they say submission or surrender, the only way you can end the match—that's what we should have went with. <clears throat> Somebody should have tapped out. Yeah. Somebody should have made a, a call in the ring. If they—if Pillman—I don't remember if Pillman was knocked a little goofy. I don't remember if that was supposed to be the finish. I don't know. Um, Like I said, I wasn't out there and wasn't sitting in on the meetings.
1: Sure, sure.
3: Um, But that's the one, you know, war games meant one thing. Somebody was going to say, I quit or tap out or something, or it wasn't going to be over. And to come down and unlock the cage and all that and go, uh, because what would have been your payoff down the road with that relationship with Pillman and the Giant? Nothing, right?
1: Yeah, made yeah. That part of it didn't make a bit of sense. That's why I wondered if like someone just sent him out there on a whim or. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. What we'll
3: see going forward as yeah. this all plays out. That's the beauty of going in chronological right. order. In the next week or two, surely there will be some explanation.
1: Well, I tell you what, though, it did go a long way in getting Brian Pillman over because in, even though this injury cost him the tag match with jr's commentary Pillman was made the centerpiece of the match as a result of this and uh, this is before the loose cannon days uh, so and if you remember back then he was one of the most beloved baby faces in the promotion yeah uh, what was your impression of Brian at this time in his career on he oh,
3: was great yeah you know if you saw him stand in there and chop with flair he had you know he'd fight you he, he had great babyface skills high flying skills him and Jushin Lager had some incredible matches, you know, with that style um, way before it's time. I mean, high-flying, he could do the high-flying stuff, oh, that's yeah. for sure. You know, and a handsome guy and very intelligent, articulate, and a good dude. I like Brian. I got along great with Brian. Uh, I had a lot of respect for him as a performer.
4: Hey, guys,
2: Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on freeshows.com. Eric Bischoff breaks down TNA's Aces and Eights storyline like you've never heard it done before on the latest edition of In-Depth.
4: probably came from Sons of Anarchy because that show, one of the threads in that show was always who's the mole? Who is in this club that knows this information that could literally put (laughs) us all away for life? You know, who can we really trust? And guys would use that concern about trust against each other for their own agendas.
2: Referee Mike Chioda opens up the mailbag every other Monday, answering your questions and sharing classic stories like this. And just lick the licky side of my face and grab me and hold me. And I'd be like, oh my God, all that saliva all over my face.
4: But I mean, you know, it would get a big pop.
2: And just work with those guys, man. I'll tell you, never a bad moment with those guys, never a bad day. If you're looking for interactive experiences, Kevin Nash recently sat down with ad free shows members for a premium watch along event of his streak ending title winning match against Goldberg
4: from StarCade 98. I mean, since I booked it, I should probably know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's just. That was just the way. That, that was almost the appeasement that the company. Like, nobody Nobody did, you know, just clean jobs. It was, you know. So, I mean, to, to me, a double run in at a cattle prod and I, and I get the victory. I mean, it's get this and other exclusive experiences, including now
2: being part of the live recordings of the podcasts. Hey, that's just a small taste of what AdFree Shows has waiting for you, including a brand new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from. See for yourself. Why ad shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. That's right, sign up today at adfreeshows.com.
1: I don't know if you uh, caught it uh, quickly as we watched the clip there, but none of the baby faces bled. None of them. Flair and Wyndham, they bled like stuck hogs, but none of the baby faces. We asked you a couple weeks ago about chair shots and their plates in wrestling. And I'd like to ask you about the use of blood now since we're here. We see it often from Mox and others in AEW, but WWE has that no blood policy going on, it's in place. During your career, buddy, you bled buckets. What are your thoughts on the use of blood in a match? When should it be done, and when is the use of blood most effective, in your opinion?
3: Well, I understand this was the AIDS era. Yeah. The reason Turner had cut it off, pure and simple, you know, is the AIDS thing. And uh, in some, you know, we're, we're in a fighting business. You know, guys are going to get their knees skin up and their elbows skin up. And if you've ever been punched... Right above your eye, right here. It don't take a whole lot to split you open. It really don't. There's a sharp bone right there, you know. And and guys can bang heads, or guys can kick a guy in the head. If you hit the wrong place on your face, you're gonna bleed. Now, if if you get, we call that a hard way. Well, if you get hard weight and you start bleeding, you're in the two minutes into a, a world championship match. You got ten thousand people there. You're going to stop the match two minutes in because the guy got his eye laced open. I don't think so. Yep. Nope. You know, but if uh, if you would have done that in some of these states and some of these cities like Baltimore, that's exactly what would have happened. <sighs> so I mean, you have to take it with a crane of salt and and be judicious with the bleeding. You know, I don't think it should bleed. You should bleed. In some cases, as often as we do, but sometimes it's warranted.
1: Gotcha. So you like it still in the business today if it's warranted.
3: It's a part of the business.
1: That's right. It,
3: it is. I mean, you know, it, we're not MMA. We're not boxing. But we are a contact sport. And anybody don't believe it, just find yourself a ring and get somebody qualified to slam you one time if you don't believe it. It's a, it's a very real contact sport. So. There you go. As far as what can happen to you out there, injury is very, very prevalent and very easy. It's easy to get laced open. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it
1: gives it a, it gives it more uh, the sense of reality and and the realism to to what can happen out there. Absolutely. I want to pause this episode of Arn to make you aware of something that Arn and I are really big fans of, and that's Jimmy's Famous Seafood. If you've not eaten there, then you don't know what you're missing. Check it out Jimmy's Famous They ship food nationwide, and right now we have an offer for you. Free two-day nationwide shipping on orders over $125. Now, that excludes steamed crabs and some fresh items, but $125. They have items like crab cakes, soups, chowders, oysters, signature steaks. I'm telling you, their crab cake egg rolls are to die for. I get it every time I go. When you use promo code ARN, Just those three letters at checkout, you're going to be able to take advantage of that free two-day nationwide shipping. They have several packages that make great holiday gifts, such as the famous gift box. That includes four of the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes, Mm, two different crab soups, crab dip, seafood seasoning, and their signature base sauce. Or there's the tailgate bundle two pounds of wings, a full rack of ribs, a pint of crab dip, and crab cake mix. Or you can create your own package, and boy, do they have options. They've been in business over 40 years. They've been featured in Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and Bobby Flay, and so much more. So check it out, Seafood.com. Use promo code ARN, and you'll get that free two-day nationwide shipping. You can take advantage of it for your holiday party, your New Year's party, again, it's going to arrive so quick, fresh, ice cold, and you're going to be the hit of your next gathering. Take advantage of this offer right now, Jimmy's jimmysfamousseafood.com, promo code ARN. Well, Double A, the War Games is over with your fans because every question we receive this week is about the War Games match. So we're going to go through those questions as we uh, begin to wrap up this episode. Uh, First question comes to us from Brad Stanton, and he wants to know, Arn, did you ever say to yourself, I've gotten my butt kicked time and time again in the War Games match? Can I just win one of these things?
3: I was just happy to survive.
1: (laughs) Survival was your goal.
3: Winning was not not even a, a, an option. I just wanted to survive it. And that's the truth.
1: Jerry Landry has a fun question. He wants to know why in the world was Larry chosen to be the substitute? Why didn't the horseman beat him up afterward? Because he wasn't a horseman.
3: I don't know. (laughs) I I really don't. That's going to be one of those mysteries Drew. You might want
1: to research that yourself and give us the answer. Yeah. Right. Uh, along the same lines, Michael asked if anyone other than Larry was considered to be your substitute. Do you remember? I don't know. Yeah,
3: I, I don't. This is like where'd he said, come
1: from? He just it, popped up one day and somebody was like, let's lose Larry's the best. Well, guy.
3: well, the, the key to that is being a good performer and being able to just keep feeding guys, feeding guys, feeding guys. That was the being in the war games because every time a new guy came in the ring, everybody else fed that guy. You know, and you had to have a good performer in there. And that's probably what they went by with Larry that, you know, each time a new baby face came in, he would be capable and up to, up to the task of, of blowing him a comeback.
1: Mm. Uh, wrestling alternate commentary wants to know what was your reaction when you saw Sid drop Pillman on his neck like that?
3: Well, having a bad neck, you, you empathize and sympathize when you see a potential neck injury cause it affects so many other things in your body. And the first thing I thought was, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, he's herniated his disc or something, something really bad.
1: Uh, Scott Golden asks, does a War Games take longer to map out than a regular match? How about your mindset? Is it different in a War Games match? And not, uh, how and why does it change if your mindset changes at all?
3: Not really. Once you get the formula down, it takes you a time or two. But just remember the key. The formula that works the best, two guys start, you always have a heel come in second. So the baby faces are always at a disadvantage. And you bring in that heel, and no matter what, the baby face might have dominated that first segment, and then you get your two on one. Heels take over, blow a comeback for the third baby face. In comes the other heel, more heat, another comeback, and you just rock it back and forth and it's a series of comebacks so you always have that it's like in a tag match hitting four hot tags at a tag match yeah ba- basically
1: did do you remember that formula ever changing just because they wanted to try to keep it fresh at all
3: no because it worked and it worked and i don't know if if you reversed it around and you had well Think about this, you got two baby faces kicking the shit out of one heel. If he holds his ground and makes a fight out of it, well you made him a babyface. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work in reverse. There's only one way that it is always have the baby face behind the eight ball.
1: Uh, a wrestling historian wants to know how did it feel to finally win a war games? I don't know. <sighs> you, you watched it. I wasn't you in participate. it.
3: No, and you know, maybe we'd be on, we might be on to something here, Paul. I was in what 15, 17 of 15, those,
1: 15 plus. Yeah,
3: we never won. It, looking back on it, maybe it wasn't a good idea to have me in those. Yeah, war maybe, games. maybe, maybe Larry Zabisco
1: was the La- secret weapon. Larry would have
3: been the choice.
1: <laughs> Larry, Larry the legend, Larry Zabisco. He was I what made it happen.
3: Uh, I could have been back in the back with the guys watching a monitor having a cold one with the rest of the
1: boys. If we if you only would have known like eight or nine of them in versus fifteen, you know.
3: Monday morning quarterbacks morning. There you go.
1: Uh, Brian Haremza asked, How weird was it for you to be on the outside instead of in the match?
3: Uh yeah. It was very different. And I didn't mind it once I was, <laughs> I looked around one time and everybody was laying down, wheezing. And I went, I know that feeling. I'm fine to be out here.
1: Yeah. You, you got to I mean, seriously, we look at it from a fan's eyes. But as a performer and, uh, you know, whoops, I'm injured a little bit. Probably shouldn't be in this one. It's not the worst thing in the world, I'm sure.
3: No. No, it's, uh, you know, those things. Spaced out when we first had the first summer of war games, a little bit, but I just remember waking up the next morning and knowing, Oh, Jesus, we got another one of these tonight!
1: It's unfathomable, unreal. Uh, Ryan says, Any heat on Sid for that power bomb? How about the guy that constructed the cage and made it so low? And uh, similarly, KCS, considering they knew who was going to be in the war games, why, did they, you know, why didn't they build the cage a little bit higher so guys had plenty of room uh, to do their moves? This, was it Klondike Bill still doing the cages back then? Probably. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I wish they had an answer. They're all valid questions. Uh, you know, you don't take into account that's, that Sid is, what, 6'9"?
1: Yep, six nine, six ten, 6'10, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It
3: was probably built for normal size guys and never been an issue with anybody else.
1: Yeah. And you don't remember him getting any kind of heat, to you? It was just one No, of those, it was yeah. an accident. Accidents
3: yeah. happen in this business. It wasn't malicious. I know that.
1: Uh, Brian Kaufman wants to know if there was ever any serious discussion of replacing Sid with Larry in The Horseman. No. <laughs> no. God, no. <laughs> that made you laugh. I love it. Yeah.
3: Larry, Larry makes me laugh just just
1: Thinking seeing, about him. Just yeah. seeing him. Yeah. 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 Uh, and finally, the research guy wants to know where you rank this war games compared to the others, i.e. the first one in Atlanta or the rematch in Miami, the one against Sting Squadron as a member of the Dangerous Alliance. You had 1994 as part of the stud stable or even... The one in 1996 with Flair, Luger, and Sting against the NWO. Where do you rank this one? Or
3: um, It was exciting. It was good. You know, the guys worked hard. I still say the first, anytime a first something is successful, it's hard to top it. First group of horsemen, hard to top that. First war games, hard to top that.
1: Yeah, agreed. You know,
3: it just... That's just my opinion. You, see, you can only have one first of anything.
1: That's right. You get to pop the cherry the first time, and you guys did that, and it was fantastic. It was a new concept, and we'll forever remember that first War Games. Yes, sir. Road they, Warriors. I mean, come on, man. That was yeah. so much fun. Yeah, that yeah, was great. Speaking of fun, that's going to wrap up this Christmas Eve edition of the Orange Show. What a show it was. The Horsemen get the victory in the War Games for the first time in history. But they do it without the beloved enforcer. Never would I have imagined that yeah, that could happen. Remember though, you got to support double A at arnlinks.com. That's where you're going to find links to the horseman and arn show stores. You got that Christmas money when you open up that card tomorrow on Christmas Day and you got that money falling out of it. Go right on over to Box of Gimmicks and get yourself one of those horseman sweatshirts like our man Double A is wearing. Who knows, by the time this drops, you could see the brand-new Horseman jackets out as well. We are that close to that happening. I'm going to tell you, that's going to be the centerpiece of your Arn Anderson collection. Uh, So check all that stuff out. Check out our links on social media. Our next week, our final show of 2022 it's ask Arn almost anything. We're giving you the control, the fans to the show Arn, I know this is one of your favorite shows that we do and that's why we've brought it back like gangbusters. I'm looking forward to that big finish of the year. And I know you are too, buddy.
3: Sounds great, man. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, listen, that's going to wrap us up Arn, Merry Christmas, my friend. Love you. Tell Aaron and Brock and Barrett, uh, Merry Christmas from my family to yours. And, uh, we'll be back again as we head into the new year on behalf of the enforcer, double a Arn Anderson. This is Paul Bromwell, and you have been listening to Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round together.